Sovereign Grace Chapel, located at 135 Annabelle Lane in Beaver, West Virginia, invites you to listen to a gospel message concerning Jesus Christ our Lord. If you'd like to follow along, I'm going to be in Psalms 92, the 92nd Psalm, and I'm going to begin reading in verse 12. I still have this habit of wanting to say Psalm chapter 92, it's not, it's the 92nd Psalm. Verse 12. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing to show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Uh, i got something for you here. Over 300 years ago, a man by the name of William Beveridge, he wrote this. Man's understanding is so darkened, he can see nothing of God in God. Nothing of holiness in holiness, nothing of good in good, nothing of evil in evil, nor anything of sinfulness in sin. Nay, it is so darkened that he fancies himself to see good in evil, to see evil in good, happiness in sin, and misery in holiness. Now, this might seem like a strange thing to say, but that statement gives me a little bit of joy. I like that quote. I mean, it does. Because here's the thing. Believers are different. Believers are different. And it does give me joy that for hundreds, and actually, to be perfectly honest, thousands of years, others have seen their own true condition. And they know the condition of man. And it hasn't changed. Because I see the same thing here. In my own condition. In my flesh dwelleth no good thing. Now in me does dwell a good thing. But in my flesh dwells no good thing. Because believers and only believers know the true condition of man. And here's the other part. Only believers know the truth of this psalm right here. Verse 12. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Now, very clearly, very clearly, the righteous in this verse is singular. 
singular. It's one person. And here it is, I'll just say it flat out, the righteous one here, spoken of, is Jesus Christ. Amen. It's not me. Right. It's not you. Right. I, I have to watch out for that sort of thing. But that's the thing. This is the truth. The righteous here is singular. Jesus Christ is the righteous. The righteous one is the Holy One of Israel. He's the Redeemer, and he's the Lord of hosts. Born of a woman, made under the law, born from above. He alone, he alone came to save sinners. He alone came to save his people from their sins, and he alone is the righteous. He alone is the righteous. But here's what it says. And I like this part. The righteous shall, shall flourish. Flourish. Now, my title for this, I meant to say it earlier, is the Lord is upright. <laughs> and after a while, we're going to get to that. But we're going to be talking about it. I'm going to be talking about it along the way. The righteous shall flourish. What's that mean? According to the Hebrew, the righteous shall bud and blossom. I like that. I do. The righteous shall flourish. It means the righteous shall show forth evidence of life. Of life. The righteous is alive. And all life is in him because he is life. And even better from our point of view, this is a personal thing, the righteous brings forth life. Oh, he gives life. The righteous shall flourish. The righteous brings forth fruit. And not only fruit, fruit to perfection. To perfection. Because the fruit of the righteous is righteousness is holiness, is justice, is love, love. Now, well, let's just look at the next phrase of this verse because the psalmist tells us specifically the righteous is a singular, singular, specific person. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree, What's it say? He shall grow. Singular. Specific. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. This is the Lord Jesus Christ. Plainly. We always need to look for the Lord Jesus Christ in the Psalms. Well, let's be more specific. You need to look for Jesus Christ in every book of the Bible. But in the, in the Psalms, oh, there's some great, wonderful things here. Well, we all know Psalms 22 and 23, you know, and, you know, 101, the, the, never, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go into it. But just, we need to look for the Lord Jesus Christ. But it says here, he shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Now, the cedars in Lebanon are famous because of the scripture. That's why they're famous. But they are famous. And how do cedars grow in Lebanon? They grow straight and tall. You understand? You can look it up online. You can Google it and 
Now, if you put in Cedars of Lebanon, you may get the state park in Tennessee, but that's not the one we're talking about. But you can see pictures of the Cedars of Lebanon. I'm seriously, these things are huge, and they just grow straight up. They can get to be 120 feet tall, which is about the same as a 10 or 12-story building. They are huge. They grow, but they grow straight. No curves, no splits. It's one big, massive trunk going straight up. And then once you get up near the top, way above the ground, you'll see the canopy on a cedar grows out like this. It looks like an umbrella almost. You know what that means? There's plenty of shelter under a cedar in Lebanon. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you something. There's more shelter than we will ever need in the righteous who grows like the cedar in Lebanon. They're also known, interesting fact, for their longevity. Now, how true this is, I don't know. But I'm going to pretend it's true. Somebody asked the question, how old do the cedars, are the cedars of Lebanon? Well, supposedly, the oldest cedar in Lebanon is 3,000 years old. That, Leb that, that cedar in Lebanon was a thousand years old when Christ came. Think about that. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. He's going to grow tall. He's going to grow straight. He's going to cover as much as he wants to cover. And he's going to be around forever. He's going to be around forever. Oh, I like that. He shall grow like a cedar. Now, what does the scripture state about Jesus of Nazareth? You don't have to turn there, but Luke 2 and verse 40 does say this. And the child grew. The child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Oh, I say, he shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. I like that. <coughs> because here it is. Isaiah also says, a child is born, but the son is given. Oh, I like that. I like that. And this child grew like a cedar in Lebanon. Who is the righteous? Jesus Christ is the righteous. Because John put it this way. 1 John 2 and verse 1. My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And, not but, and if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Now, who is our advocate with the Father? Jesus Christ, the righteous. The righteous. What? The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. I like that. I do. Now, very carefully here, notice in verse 13, the psalmist goes from the singular, the righteous, to the plural. Folks, we're the plural. We're the plural. Believers are the plural. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of God. Oh, I like that. Too. I do. Because we've gone. We've gone from the singular, from the righteous. Because you've got to start with the righteous. 
It starts with a righteous. Then it goes to you. If it doesn't start with a righteous, it ain't never going to make it to you. It's never going to make it to me. But let's be clear. Here, Well, here's the word first, where it says, those that be planted, literally, that word means, I like this too, transplanted. Transplanted. What's that mean? Well, you were somewhere else, but you're not there anymore. You were somewhere else. Unconcerned. And, and I can tell you this, wherever you were, it wasn't in the house of the Lord. Because that's where you are transplanted to. Those that be planted. And let's be clear about this. These are not plants that planted themselves. Those that be planted. You understand? I'm going to plant myself right here. Well, you plant yourself, you're going to die. You plant yourself, you're lost. You need to be transplanted by the master. Because that's the, that's the illustration here. That's the illustration. This is a reference, an illustration to a garden, or if you want, an orchard. The righteous are compared to specific plants purposely planted in a certain place at a certain time by the gardener, or more scripturally if you want, the husbandman. The husbandman. I like that. And they were planted for the purpose of the planter. The purpose of the planter, the husbandman. This is the illustration because here it is, folks. We believers, those who trust Christ, those who know Christ, right, are his husbandry. We're his creation. We're his work. His workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. We are his workmanship. Oh, I like this. And here's where it says, we are planted. Those that be planted, guess what, folks? They are planted. I like that. We are his husbandry, his work. Here it is. Isaiah put it this way in Isaiah 43, 1. But now, thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob. And he that formed thee, O Israel. Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by name, thou art mine. You understand, Jacob and Israel are the same person. Jacob was created Oh, but that's not all. Israel was formed. And what I'm here to tell you today is Israel was planted. And where was he planted? What's it tell us? In the house of the Lord. In the house of the Lord. Oh, I like that. Oh, we're planted not just anywhere. We're planted in the house of the Lord. And listen, folks, to be planted in the house of the Lord is to be in the house of the Lord. The righteous plants his people in his house. And I can tell you this, at one time, those that be planted did not know the Lord's house. 
They did not know the house of the Lord. They did not go to the house of the Lord. They didn't care for it. Didn't want it. But now, here's the beautiful thing. Now, that's where they reside. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Do you understand? We're not only planted in the house of the Lord, we're going to bud and bring forth fruit. We're going to flourish. It's the exact same word which says the righteous shall flourish. It says here, those that be planted in the house of the Lord, they'll flourish. They'll flourish. This is where we reside. This is where we live in Christ Jesus. Oh, I like that. This is where we now, right now, live in him, in his house. In him we live, we move, and we have our being. Now, here's the other thing. Right now, that's where I want to live. That's where I want to be. Didn't used to care. Didn't even know. If you asked me, I'd have rejected it out of hand because some people did ask. Now, whether they knew whether the house of the Lord was, I don't know. But here's the thing. I didn't want any part of it. And now, now, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. I don't want to be anywhere else. Why? Because they shall flourish in the courts of God. Oh, I like that. Oh, Jesus Christ is who I want to know. Now. Right now. Oh, I like that. And more importantly, even than that, Jesus Christ is who I want to know me. Yeah. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And when he talks about it, I still remember, I think it might have been Tim James, first time I'm talking about when he says, when you heard the gospel of your salvation, Oh, that, that's, that's something else. The gospel had been all around before. Never heard it, never cared. But when I heard the gospel of my salvation, I rejoiced. I rejoiced. And I'm still rejoicing in him. So what about those that planted? Like I said, they shall flourish. They shall flourish. Because here's the thing. The same one he plants shall flourish. Why? Because the same one who plants you is going to be keeping you. He's going to be taking care of you. You understand? Jesus Christ said, I am the vine and ye are the branches. But he also said this, my father is the husbandman. And guess what? That husbandman is going to keep his garden. He's going to dress his garden. It's going to look exactly like it is. Now the branches draw life only from the vine. And we are planted by the vine. And his branches will bring forth fruit. Matter of fact, his branches bring forth fruit in his season. As his fruit. So his branches bring forth his fruit 
in his season. They flourish. You know why? Because he sees to it. He sees to it. The branches flourish in the living vine. And then this next verse where it says, They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. Understand. I understand. I'm understanding more every day. Things change with age. We change with age. But this is just as true as everything else. Those planted by him in the house of the Lord never stop. Never stop. <clears throat> what did he say? If ye continue in my word. Oh, then. Then ye are my disciples. Indeed. Indeed. Paul wrote this. I think, if ye continue in the faith. What? Grounded and settled. What's that mean? That means planted. <laughs> That's what it means. If you continue in the faith, plant it, ground it and settle, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. Okay, who's the hope of the gospel? I already gave it away, didn't I? Jesus Christ is the hope of the gospel. Oh. Be not moved away from him. You know why? Because those that be planted shall flourish. They shall flourish. And here's the thing. In old age, heck, actually in young age, you or I may not recognize the fruit, but it's there. But I can tell you this. You should be able to recognize love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, faith, meekness, temperance. Why? Against such there is no law. That's the fruit of the Spirit, folks. And that never goes away. I may not feel it some days. I may feel my aching neck this morning like I did. I didn't know if I was going to make it here, Walter, but I finally got the thing to move. But I slept funny. And I've had this neck surgery, so it happens. But here's the thing. That love, joy, and peace is still there. My body may ache, my knees may hurt, my hip may give me fits. And I'm not going to go into what Debbie goes through every day. But here's the thing. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance is the fruit through the old age. It's his fruit. And it's his season. His season. So here's the conclusion. The righteous... Shall flourish like the palm tree, grow like the cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of God, and they shall br still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. What? To show. To show what? That the Lord is upright. Now understand very clearly, just for the sake of argument, it does say to show, not to make. Not to establish. It's just showing. God has always been this way. God will always be this way. But this just shows it what? To us. To us. To believers. To those that be planted. Because bless God. 
this is the truth, the world will never see it. The world won't have it. The world doesn't want it. But he is showing it to us in his word and in everything he has done for us and to us. What did he say? I am the Lord. I change not. Oh, I like that. I do. I am the Lord. I change not. Because here's the thing. The Lord has chosen to show his people some things about himself. We don't deserve to know, but he delights to show. He delights to show. It brings God pleasure to show a little bit of himself in his son to his people. And you know how I can say that he gets pleasure from it? It's very simple. He did it. That's all that matters. Our Lord, our God is in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. So if he's going to show you, he's pleased to show you. Oh, I like that. Showing just a bit of himself to his people pleases him. And if God is pleased to show to you Jesus Christ, the righteous, that has pleased the Father. That has pleased the Father. But what's it say? And here's, this is my title, I said, to show that the Lord is upright. Upright. Literally, you know what that word means? Straight. As Earl used to say, gun barrel straight. Straight as an arrow. What's that mean? There's not even a shadow, a hint of turning. You understand? God only knows one way, forward. That's it. You understand? I am the Lord, I change not. Because here's the point. If you're perfect, what need do you have of change? The Lord is upright. Upright. He is straight. He is upright. There is no error in Christ Jesus. There is no mistake in Christ Jesus. The Lord is upright. There is no indecision. There is no hesitation. There is no second thoughts. Oh, I wish I could live without second thoughts. And then sometimes, no, I don't want to because I need them. Oh, yeah, he don't need them. He don't need second thoughts. You know, I go through third and fourth thoughts sometimes. He doesn't need a second thought. There's nothing in him. Every thought is perfect. Every word is perfect. Every action is perfect. Oh, I like that. Coming up the road this morning, I was listening to little Henry Mayhem. And you know, I got tickled. He was talking about when they came to get Christ with those, the, the soldiers came to get Christ. And he told them, one of the things he told them was, if you take me, you leave these alone. And you know what Henry said then? Oh, there's a sermon there. That's exactly right. There he is. Because that's exactly what Jesus Christ did. Amen. 
he flourished. Mm-hmm. 